Hi, this is Randy Hurd, your field ambassador for FCA, coming to you, uh, coaches and athletes, with some thoughts that might help during these, uh, these dark days of COVID-19. Um, let me set the scene for you. Uh, for, the very fourth, for the fourth time, Jesus takes his disciples away from the crowds in order to instruct them. This time they head north uh, to Caesarea Philippi. Now this was a city that was built by Philip. Philip was the son of Herod the Great, and uh, he names Caesarea for the current emperor, Tiberius Caesar. It was also designated Philippi to distinguish Caesarea from the other Caesarea, which was on the coast of the Mediterranean, which was built by Herod, and during the Jesus day was the seat of the Roman government in Judea. This location was very important because it was located on a rocky terrace under the shadow of Mount Hermon. The ancient Greek name of Caesarea Philippi was Peneus, and it survives today as Beneus. Nearby are the cliffs that still bear the marks of the ancient worship of Baal and Pan, which is the word, Greek word for all. This is a fitting place for the conversion uh, conversation that takes place in Matthew 16, 13 through 16. Some have named this the Confession at Caesarea. At this location, think about it, on this terrace, surrounded by these cliffs, with all these markings of Pan and Baal, this is the context of this conversation. Jesus asked a seemingly simple question. Who do men say that I am? This is found in verse 13. Jesus knows that even though these men were following him, there were times that they were not in his presence. And guess what? People talk. No doubt Jesus was the topic of conversation. If this were happening today, we'd probably say that the topic of Jesus was trending. Some of those who the disciples interacted with no doubt had seen a miracle or two. Maybe they'd heard a teaching or they'd spoken to someone who had witnessed something. So based on this, what were they saying? Let's step out of the story for a minute and let's ask that same question today. Who do people say that he is? You sure would get a variety of answers depending on who and where you ask this question. But think of that question for a minute. Who do people say that he is today? What did the disciples say? What were their answers? John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets? Notice that every one of these answers are mortal human beings. Then Jesus gets to the climax of the discussion. I can see him standing in the center of a circle of followers and then dramatically turning suddenly and pointing his finger at Peter and saying, but you, Peter, what about you? Who do you say that I am? We sure make a lot of fun of Peter. We think of all of his foibles and mistakes falling into the water after trying to walk on it, rebuked by Jesus as Satan, denying him three times in his greatest hour of need. But in this situation, Peter comes through with flying colors. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Wow. 
What an answer. This answer is so important in its completion because if he had just said, you are the Christ, that might have even been politically correct, even in that day. In fact, one commentary says that the Jewish leadership might have even accepted a human Messiah, but it was precisely this claim of deity which caused them to reject Jesus and ultimately condemn him to death on a cross. Here's the application. Just like in my mind's eye, when I see Jesus spinning towards, G towards Peter, he is doing that to me and to you. He just points his finger at us and he asks that same question, but you, who do you say that I am? We are also answering with Peter, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. But more importantly, are we living our lives on this confession? If we truly believe this, are we living every day to be more like him in words and thoughts and our deeds? I hope so. I hope that that's your, your testimony this very day. May God bless you this day as we focus on Christ, the Son of the living God.